If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade, and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. In a really simple way, what our Ludo does is we create games that turn kids into scientists. Uh, most educational kind of science games are trying to beat some kind of topic into you uh, through some kind of repetitive nature. We do it in a little bit of a different kind of way. Each one of our games is a science experiment. And you don't actually realize you're running an experiment, but as you're kind of figuring out the world, you're collecting some data together with other people. And then what our Ludo does is we collect all that science data that you're collecting and we put it all in and aggregate it on one dashboard so everybody can see. And the idea is that we're making science a collaborative effort where everyone collects a little bit of data and they can all put it together and then you can all work together to understand what that data means. So that's actually actually what I think is the most fun about, thing about what we do is we make all that difficult part of science, all the data collection, all the experimentation, we do that automatically so you can focus on looking at the data, which we think is the most fun. That's Dr. Michael Kasumovic, an evolutionary biologist at UNSW, who this week is taking to Twitch as part of National Science Week to teach kids through video games. My name is Gianni DiGiovanni, and you're listening to Pixel Sift. Ludo is a program for schools and educators that's building that connection to science from an early age. Dr. Kasumovic says it builds on great citizen science projects like Folding at Home, the protein analysis software that you could install on your computer, the same one you play games on, and engages kids even further so they can learn that having a hypothesis is the first part of research, but actually testing that hypothesis is what makes it science. You know, this this whole idea of getting people who wouldn't normally engage in science, uh, give them a chance to see what it's all about. That's what I actually love about all those kind of citizen scientist projects. When you when you break down, fold it like that. It was amazing because it had so many people who never did anything like this before, playing in this game, discovering absolutely new things that even scientists that were doing it for years never discovered. So this is the same kind of thing, except it's on a smaller scale in the sense that we're trying to teach primary and high school kids you know, about the world and let them discover it on their own. So that's what we kind of do is just put that discovery in other people's pockets. Science Week every year is something that I love to look at. In previous years, we've talked about how Minecraft has been used to talk about gravitational waves. Um, and you are doing an environmental project, an environmental thing as part of Quack Apocalypse, which is the second stream that you're doing this year. Um, what is the Quack Apocalypse? Because it sounds amazing. So Sydney Uni came up to Arluro and they said, we'd like to do something really special for Science Week. And they had these two ideas that they wanted to run with because of uh, the idea of Science Week, food different by design. And if you think about food, you know, all organisms eat food and food in a lot of ways is an ecosystem. You know, you go out in nature and, you know, this animal eats this, which eats that. And that's kind of an interesting thing. So they just wanted to show how intertwined all these organisms in nature were. So we put together this kind of fun food web game where you have to try and make sure everything is balanced. 
And there you are working along with the friendly Quaka who kind of helps you along in making sure that, that things are balanced in kind of ways that allow animals to coexist with one another. How can people be involved in this? Uh, are they able to play the game? Are they watching it? How does it all work? Absolutely. So you can download the game at any time. It's free on Google Play and the App Store. And if you want to play with us, we're going to be playing on Sunday at 3 p.m. And you can join us on the live stream on Twitch. Just search for our Ludo. And you can join in the fun and play the game along with us. You can tell us what choices to make during the game. We're going to have some great scientists there who work on ecosystems as well. And they'll, we'll be talking about their research and someone's showing some of their photos. So it'll be this whole kind of fun amalgamation of a whole bunch of things of science and video games and squashing a whole bunch of animals that shouldn't be in the environment. <laughs> I can imagine uh, the West Australian government would probably be pretty happy if there were stacks more quackers all around the place. Because they're, uh, they're a bit <laughs> exactly. of a draw for tennis players and movie stars and all this stuff all around as well. Um, what, what's your what's your favorite thing about connecting to, to people with science, uh, especially doing it through through this format? You know, we've now, we've almost been doing it for a year where we've been running our show called Battery Low on Twitch. And it's just been an absolute blast. We've had over 100,000 people watch our show over these past six episodes that we've done it. And I'm always amazed how much people just want to know these things and how much information they can share about their own experiences about some of these aspects we're talking about. We've talked about the science of cooperation, um, you know, addiction in video games. Um, and now, I'm, of, of course, I'm blanking because, you know, I'm on the spot. And I'm forgetting all the episodes that we've done um, on memory. There you go. That's, that's a good one to, to end on. But in, in, each, in each opportunity, we, we bring in some really cool scientists that have a lot of fun and we just play games. And I think what people really like is we're taking scientists out of their element and putting them into an element that other people are really used to, which is gaming. And then we can see that these scientists aren't experts in everything, which is kind of fun to watch. Um, what is something you're looking forward to um, sharing with people, stuff that you're working on um, that they can look forward to if they go and check out Battery Low? So, you know, every one of our shows, you know, explores a new topic, which is really kind of fun. But what I love is when people share their own experiences and just kind of steer the conversation in a way that they're kind of interested in. And I think if we've seen anything over the last little while with online streaming, we've noticed that there's a lot of audience interaction. I love it when people come into the stream and start just chatting about some of their ideas and some of the things that they've experienced and how it kind of coincides with the topic that we're, that we're teaching and talking about. And I want more of that. I want people to come in and share their experiences and you know, gain a really fun love of science and show how quirky things can be. The challenge of communicating good science has never been more evident than it is right now. Um, how do you think about that particular issue when there is a lot of misinformation and people say they've gone out and done their own research, but you know maybe are finding it from sources that aren't as reputable as others? That's always a funny thing that, that I've, everyone should go out and do their own research. Well, if anyone who's, that's what people who don't do research say, because doing research is actually really hard. The part of the research that these people are doing is they go out there and they look on the internet and they try and, and distill some information from that. That's just the beginning of research. Everybody does that. As a scientist, that's exactly what you need to do at the beginning. You read up on a bunch of things, then you say, okay, this is what I think. Now let's test it. 
And that's the part that's missing from all these people when they're talking about do your own research. They're not testing any hypothesis. They're not making any kind of predictions. They've got no sample size. They just stick to what they know. Well, we're doing that latter part really well for kids. We give them an introduction and they read about things and they look at some videos to make their own understanding. And then they get a, a chance to actually make a hypothesis. Then they play the game and understand that world a bit better. Then they make a prediction and test that prediction and look at the data. So we're doing all that backend stuff that all these people that do their own research never end up doing. So we're actually teaching people what real science is. And I think that's what's the most powerful thing and the most fun thing about this all. I mean, science is obviously one of the most popular subjects in school, but where do you think that disconnect kind of occurs where people get a bit older and, and maybe they become, uh, you know, distanced from the scientific method that I remember being taught, you know, very clearly all the way through uh, primary school, through high school, all of the science that I did there. Um, why does it become a, a subject that becomes maybe foreign or difficult to understand or people become afraid of particular answers? I, th I think there's a lot of things at play there. So I don't think it's any one kind of simple answer. But I think really early on, it's really clear that some people disengage with it early on. And that's because they're not science minded, you know, whatever that kind of thing means, or they don't think they don't feel that they belong in science. And that couldn't be further from the truth at all, because science is all just about thinking critically about, you know, this topic that you're really, really interested in. And scientists are kind of weird people in a lot of ways, because what they've done is they've drilled into this one topic so deeply and focused in on that for their entire lives. And most people don't get that opportunity to do that. But because of that, they know quite a lot about that topic. And I think when you mix in a lot of people that don't really understand science because they've kind of closed their mind to it with some people who are considered experts in the field, you kind of get that, you know, people disagreeing with one another. So well, why should I believe you? You know, my experiences are valid. And absolutely, your experiences are very valid. But when you're thinking about data and looking at a particular question, then we have to kind of understand that there are experts in the field and we need to kind of trust them. So there's a lot of things I talked about there, you know, this idea of not being right for science, this idea of trust, uh, of, about experts. And if you think about all, all of this and you look at the digital age that we're in right now, you have a lot of people who are on the internet of, of quite a lot, doing a lot of reading, who have a lot of followers, who have a lot of clout, and they're experts in their own thing, and then they start moving into other fields and espousing all kinds of ideas that may or may not be kind of associated with facts. So all of a sudden, things get really blurry. And I think that's the difficult part. And I think that's why we're in this mess. Everyone now seems like an expert, and it's really hard to go and argue other people's feelings. That's Dr. Michael Kosumovic from Arludo there. You can play Quack Apocalypse right now on the Apple App Store and Google Play. You'll find links to the game in the show notes of this episode. You can watch the live stream event on Twitch this weekend. It's on twitch.tv forward slash Arludo at 3 o'clock Sunday, the 22nd of August. That's Australian Eastern Standard Time. The music you're listening to is Guitar House by Josh Pan. Pixel Sift is produced by Fiona Bartholomeus, Nicholas Kennedy, Daniel Ang, Sarah Ireland, Viv Thumb, Adam Christou, Mitchell Lowe is our senior producer, and my name is Gianni Giovanni. I'm the executive producer of Pixel Sift. Until next time, have fun. 
did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade, and every level in the game is a handmade, physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing, and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. 